Turn with me, if you will, to Luke 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Amen. So, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Advent. We, we talked in the first week of Advent that uh, in a, in a, the whole world around us is, doing, is responding to Christmas somehow. Uh, everyone's having a sale, there's Black Friday, there's local Saturday, there's email Thursday, I don't know what the heck's going on. And everyone, everyone is reacting to Christmas somehow. We, as followers of Christ, our reaction is to worship fully. That was the commission we had on that very first day. Worship fully. When we hear it told on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born, amen, our response is to worship fully. You know, we can put up the tree and do all of that stuff, and that's nice, but our response is one of worship, amen? In addition to that, we, we posited that maybe it was a distraction from that, worry, that worshiping fully when we get so caught up in, in uh, spending so much money on so many dumb things that the, the television and radio has convinced us we need to have for somebody and our kids talk us into things, and then three months later we wonder, how, we, how did we get talked into that? Whose idea was that? And we start blaming each other, and it, you know, it causes all kinds of problems, right? Uh, and so we were charged that maybe honoring Christ this year, one of the best things we can do is to spend less. Just spend a little bit less. A few less presents, uh, uh, unless we are to spend more unless we find some way in which it adds to the kingdom of God by spending a little bit more through, through charity. And we talked about that a little bit too. But spend less and you'll be happier. The world will be a better place. All those kinds of things, right? This week, ironically, I'm going, uh, it feels like we're going the other direction. Spend less, but I want you to give more. That feels, that feels a little bit anathema. But uh, in truth, it is not. We are, we are inspired to give more. But what is that giving that we are commissioned to do? And in fact, our text today says that it, when we give more, more comes back to us. And, and really what that is about is that through the act of selflessly giving of ourselves, the blessings that we receive in return are better than any investment plan we could come up with at H&R Block or anywhere else. Uh, so H&R Block, I meant, <laughs> I meant something, uh, who, I don't care, who, Wells Fargo Investments, who knows. <laughs> any of those guys right <laughs> uh you're going to get back something even greater the blessings that come through being able to come outside of yourself and give of yourself and the exa- and around christmas time it does make sense to give it really does why because god gave us the most precious gift 
Jesus Christ. And the birth narratives tells us of just the, the power of that gift. Mary, who was, who was uh, blessed and who sings this beautiful song of being blessed, and how this child that is entrusted to Mary and Joseph is going to transform the world to a place where, where young women and young men prophesy and the rich go away hungry and the, the hungry are going away full and the whole world is turned upside down and even the shepherds here that born this day is a Savior, the one who is going to save the world. They were worried about the world, probably the same way you and I worry about the world we live in. They were worried about the world they lived in. And a, the angel of the Lord came to them and said, Good news I'm bringing you that the Savior, the one who is going to f- save this world that you are so worried about, is on his way, born to Mary in that little town of Bethlehem. Go take a look. And even rich foreigners were coming to get a piece of that action, and their response was to give away their stuff. Amen. So it is, it's, it's appropriate to honor Christ through our giving. But what are we giving? You know, we've gotten into this thing where gift giving becomes a chore and an obligation and a millstone around your neck. If you're like me, this is the, this is the part that makes me so anxious is is giving the right gift and making sure i get all the right people and making sure that it's i you know i fret about whether it's appropriate or not and are they going to like it and and does it how does it compare to the gift they gave to me and and then if they give me someone gives me something and i didn't get them anything oh i i it keeps me up at night honest to goodness the best christmas i ever had was 1990 in san antonio texas at boot camp for the Air Force. Because, uh, you know, when I was in boot camp, you couldn't get presents. You couldn't give presents. You, you could barely get someone's attention. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, we went to church. We prayed. We got to eat steak at mess hall. And no one yelled at us that day. It was the best Christmas ever. It was the best Christmas ever. Everyone refrained from yelling. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. I didn't even have to figure out what to wear. I wore green, right? <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was great because all that pressure had been lifted, had been taken away. And we don't do well under pressure, do we? I don't think so. You know what, you know what the worst present I ever gave was? Someone came to my house and they had someone with them that I didn't realize was coming, and we'd all planned out handing out presents. I went and got... Uh, <laughs> so I ran back to my closet, and I had a, a present. I know what it was. It was that candy. You know those orange uh, chocolate stick things, right, that are in the, that people give at Christmas? And it was, it was in a box, but it was wrapped. But I knew what it was for some reason. But it was from last year. And I hadn't even... I hadn't even opened it, but I went back and I'm like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> and I, I wrote his name on it and threw it in the pile and here you go. I, you know, I hope you like these. These are great. What a, what a thoughtless and meaningless, unimpressive gift that was, right? It, it would have been better of go, you know what? I didn't know you were coming. 
uh, but we're so glad you're here. Uh, enjoy our hospitality and our and watch us unwrap peasants. <laughs> I mean, that would have been so much better <laughs> than any of that. And I'm sure if you sat and thought, you could think of the worst present you either gave or maybe you maybe you got orange sticks that someone dug out of their closet from a year ago at someone's house, and and you have to be polite and say thank you for for that. <laughs> um, that isn't, that isn't the kind of giving that God gives, amen? That is not how God gifts us. In fact, when it came to the gift of Jesus Christ, there's, there's a few things that mark that kind of God-born giving. One is, first of all, God didn't give presents. God gave presents. You know what I'm saying? God didn't give presents. God gave presents. What is Jesus' name? The angel said you are going to, to Joseph, you're going to name him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which is a Hebrew word that means God with us. When Jesus came into this world, it was as if God were here, God's very self manifest, incarnated, present with with us here when god gives god gives god's presence one of the best gifts especially in 2014 one of the most sacrificial and wonderful gifts we can give from one person to another is our presence is being there with them some time spent some attention, some devotion. Put the cell phone away and spend some time with somebody. And you know what? This doesn't, this doesn't cost anything. I will walk through the... I'm going to take you for a walk in Liberty Park for an hour every three months. That's my pledge for Christmas. I'm going to help you fix up your basement. You know? And I'm going to devote some time. People we really love would, would be moved by that. And it doesn't have, you know, and, and, so, and so even as God offers us God's presence through the birth of Jesus Christ, we are called to respond to the world around us by giving of our presence. You know, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. This Christmas, I, I want to work out how I can be uh, Curtis with us, right? How can I give of my time? And that's hard, which brings us to the other, to the other point that goes on here, is that the gift that God gives is costly. And I don't mean in money. God gave God's only begotten Son to the world. And Jesus is talked about so often as God's sacrifice for us. God's sacrifice to us. Given out of love. Given because God was so full of love for us that God was not willing to hold back anything 
even Jesus Christ, even the manifestation of God's self in Jesus Christ. The giving of everything, and it cost a lot. It cost Jesus on a cross. Thank God, Easter morning came about, and there was victory over that cross. But the cost was very much. Giving of ourselves can be costly, it can be awkward. Hey, thanks for the Sony 60 inch television. Uh, I'm giving you a coupon full of hugs. Enjoy. <laughs> but I guarantee you, when they finally get up the nerve to come and say, you know what, I got to turn, I, I really need to turn in maybe three of these coupons today. And they're going to go, come on, bring it in. That's going to be a lot more than that Sony TV, right? When you need a hug and someone, and you got a coupon for a hug, <laughs> that's going to be worth a lot. So it's a little, sometimes it costs us like our, our dignity, I guess, or our pride. But sometimes it costs us our time. I'm sorry, I can't go do that thing. I can't be there because I have devoted this time to show my love for someone else. And that's the, that's the third thing I want to say. Is that really the context of gift giving is not one of casual acquaintance, but one of relationship. When God gave Jesus to us, it was personal. When the angel came to the shepherds, the angel said, born unto you this day is a Savior given for you and all people. It's a paradox. For you is given this Savior. This is your Savior. It is our Savior. It is the world's Savior. Born this day for all people, but born this day for you. What Jesus wants most for Christmas is a deep and abiding relationship with you. And what God wants to give us is that same relationship. And the best, most meaningful, most significant gift we can give to someone else is our love and our relationship. To be willing to be in a deep and abiding relationship with another person uh here's another example of a gift that came out of the book that i was i was moved by uh, it was a father and a daughter and the daughter was getting ready to go off to college and the father wrapped up two journals empty blank cheap journals gave one to his daughter kept one for himself and they were going to write about their lives because they weren't going to see each other for a while she was going off to college they were going to write about their lives for a whole year, and then the next Christmas, they would exchange the journals. Now, I'm, I'm getting a little teary just thinking about that. It didn't cost a lot. It cost a little bit of time. But it, imagine the relationship that that father and daughter had after a year of sharing their thoughts 
on the paper and then allowing each other to see that aspect, that part of them. What a gift. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, about verse 6, Paul is talking about uh, his strong desire for the Thessalonians to receive the Gospel of Christ. And he said, We cared for you so much that not only did we want to share the Gospel of God with you, but our own selves as well because we cared for you so dearly. It wasn't for Paul... It wasn't just the good news. Paul wasn't coming to Thessalonica just to hand out a tract and say, here's the, here's the wonderful words of life, good luck, and then uh, take off to Rome, right? No. Paul loved these people. Paul loved these people. And what he wanted for them was, a, was the light of Jesus' love in their hearts. What he wanted for these folks was the wonderful words of life that, that live and breathe within. And no one is going to listen to your words about the love of God unless you love them first. Amen? That is born on relationship. So if you want to honor Jesus this Christmas, if we really want to commemorate, if we really want to lift up if we really want to, as Ken said, reclaim what our story, you know, everyone else is telling their story, and that's fine. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not one of those who gets upset about, you know, all the, you know, everyone else kind of claiming Christmas. It's our own fault if that's happened because we have a story to tell, and it's our story to tell. And if we're going to tell that story, it's by giving of ourselves in love, in relationship. Giving ourselves in a way that is costly, not by money standards, but costly. And giving in a way that is personal, that is our very presence in the lives of the people we love. So here again, I, I challenge you like I did the children. Come up with something that doesn't cost a dime, but that really lifts up that personal, deep, loving relationship. When we honor those relationships, we honor Christ. Let us pray. Great and loving God, on this day of joy, when we celebrate the anticipation of Your coming and all that it means for this world, help us to claim within ourselves our own story of Your gift. And may we be gift givers in the same way God is a gift giver. We ask this in the precious name of Christ. Amen.